need it to be loud. We need to be full. We need it to be blasting into the eardrum. We need to hurt the audience. Well, the new mixing for online, which I, I discovered this when I'm, you know, mixing my own project, releasing tomorrow, March 1st. Noon EST, Choom Room, follow on YouTube, subscribe. Uh, the new sound mix for the internet is is you have to make it so you can't actually listen to it at full volume it'll blow your speakers out so that when you're listening to it at like 20 percent volume it's still loud as fuck right you need it to be so loud enough that if someone turns like clicks the link on their phone like on a subway everyone on the subway hears the intro Mm -hmm. and then goes and then goes Oh, what's that? They when they and they know what it is. Like, well, I, oh, he, that guy's listening to Choom Room. Uh, yeah. And but it's so loud, the subway driver he gets distracted. This goes off the tracks. <laughs> you made a gesture as though you think the guy driving the subway <laughs> has a steering wheel. <laughs> uh, I mean, how do they? And this is actually something I was deeply pondering. <clears throat> a little, maybe a little MythBuster moment here. Um, when the subway gets all the way to a final destination, does it just start going in reverse or does it loop around? Is there a little cute little loop at the end? So they're always going one way. It depends on the subway system, but the answer is depend is both like that. Those are the two, those are the two ways that it can happen. Well, then I guess I'm demanding some high, some clearer standards across the board is I guess what no, I'm yeah. Normalized subway uh, management, which is what I'm asking a, a little, a, our little Pete Buttigieg to hop, skip and jump to it. Uh, well, you know, Pete Buttigieg can write yet another strongly worded letter. You know, Pete Buttigieg may have taken uh, two weeks to gone uh, to go to East Palestine but it's taken him his entire lifetime to, you know, not show up to the Game Boy's front door and apologize. If I remember correctly, and I'm this is going purely off of my memory, so sorry. Sure. I think this, there's been like we're ha- three... We're a memory moment. This moment was brought to you by Lux's memory. I think there's been three separate, like, transportation department, like, mini crises or macro crises uh, this year. Yeah. And I think, or since Pete Buttigieg took the position, and I think every time his main thing has been writing a strongly worded letter. I know Mm -hmm. that he did that with the airplane thing, and I know he did that with the East Palestine thing, and I think there was another one before that. I think for the East Palestine thing, he was like, that's not a real city. That's like, that's so far away. That's that's across the ocean. It took him two weeks because he was like, "Uh, I don't know why people think this is my jurisdiction. That's like a... yeah." I'm the U.S. Department of Transportation. I think uh, it's a complicated situation over there. I'm looking for a uh, a, a two state, one state. Yeah, we want to we want a unified Ohio. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> I'm sick of the the west bank of the Cuyahoga River being engulfed. No in more planes. settlements. I'm uh, I'm anti settlement. <laughs> it is bad though. It's bad that it happened. And it's it's bad that people that apparently the most the Department of Transportation can do about this is to send letters. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I mean, like they should at least be able to like, I don't know, like yell at them in person. Sometimes though a letter hurts. It hurts so much. And then it's on your desk and you have to throw it away and and it just piles up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you get a like a letter Look and you at know this over it's here. In it. I've got like seven of those right here. These are all strongly worded citizens' letters. Yeah, they're all letters from Pete Buttigieg being like, Chum, you've got to calm down. Yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to stop us. 
And they should. I. It would be a welcome death. Uh. Well, speaking of welcome death, welcome to Game Boys. Uh. uh I'm Lux, and then we also have. Um. I am the 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 dark shadow of the night. Um. What's the uh, what's the guy's <laughs> name? What, what does he say? Oppenheimer. And what does he say? I am darkness. I, I am become death, destroyer of worlds. I am Batman, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> That's me. All right. So uh, it's clear which one of us had our afternoon coffee going into this recording. I think this. I should. I should do. I should have another one. I have a Coke here. I'll hey, start there. Hey, look at that. Plastic. Gross. No, dude. I want. I need the microplastics to keep my gut flora balanced. Keep my gut flora in line. Show me right. boss. But it's not, yeah, yeah, but that's purely tactical and that's not based on tastes and no, sensory. It's, it's better coming out of the can. Can is the second best form of Coke behind McDonald's soda fountain. Mm, well, the right soda fountain. Right, McDonald's specifically. But yeah, but even within McDonald's, man, it's been such a bummer because the McDonald's near me has had like multiple stabbings. Um, and I just, I, they've been, I, I think they, they got to keep it open. Yeah. Well, the thing for you is <laughs> if they, they shut it down, I'm going to freak out. The good thing for you is there's another McDonald's like 10 minutes away. No, but this one I can see from my window. No, I know. That's your special McDonald's. Uh, did we talk about this on last week? I feel like we talked about this on last episode, but like Austin doesn't have a crazy McDonald's. Oh, um, no, we didn't talk about this. Our, all their McDonald's are very just bland. Yeah, they're I very normal. Whereas I'm like th- in New York, there's like two or three I can think of at the top of my head that are like. I'm, I'm trying to think of even where the fuck McDonald's are in Austin because I'm just going to Whataburger. There's McDonald's. There's not a lot. There's uh, one near the Walmart on 183. Okay. There's one near the Walgreens Let's on do 35. Yeah, they're uh, all the, right the one off the freeways. On 30, yeah. Well, the 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 one that is best primed to be the weird McDonald's is the one that's like at Forty Fifth and Lamar, or like Forty Eighth and Lamar. Yes, something. that would be the one. That would be the one. But it's totally normal. It's fine. Nothing weird. It's like you go to New York and there's like the the I think it's like the Fourth Street McDonald's, the Delancey Street McDonald's. These places the, are populated by mad people. The, it, the 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 McDonald's near Washington Square Park uh and NYU I once witnessed like a 30 child brawl like it was like 30 children fighting and it was so many kids fighting that I couldn't get out like it was it was and I had to like find a corner and like stake out my <laughs> put some tables around as a barricade. <laughs> like there was that many kids. These were all ranging from probably eleven to fifteen year olds. And and you know, when you get it's like you think you could beat up that many kids. When you get that many kids in a McDonald's, you're fucked. Yeah. I mean, the most I've ever seen it at any of the Austin McDonald's is one time um a lady was just screaming at the cashier that they forgot something. And then they took out all the food from their bag and read the receipt and the receipt matched the food. They dumped out perfectly, but she kept yelling that there was something else on the receipt that there never was. And it was very weird. Hmm. Yeah. And that's like, that's just like weirdo customer service stuff. Like it's not like when I was, I was in the Delancey Street McDonald's and I was there and I watched two or two guys got into a bidding war over selling me weed for like, like they were trying to undercut each other. Uh-huh. 
Like a guy yeah. was like, do you want to buy some weed? And I was like, well, how much? And he was like, it's 60 for an eighth. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. And another guy was like, I'll sell it to you for 50. And the other guy was like, I can do 45. And I was like, I, I'm like, I really don't want to buy with many of you. I just want to eat my two but, fish fillets and peas. But but I do. I love competition. So yeah, but I, let's I did, do this, gentlemen. I did want to see. Yeah. Like, okay. So I'll pay you 40. And uh, I don't know. You, what will that, and then what will, you, what will you throw in on top of this? Yeah. Fish fillet. Yeah. Give me another fillet of fish. Then I'm happy. I, 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 there's been a few, I've had a few weird McDonald's experiences. Uh, one of my last weeks in Los Angeles last year, uh, I was in a McDonald's on Sunset Boulevard, which was my closest McDonald's I'd always go to. And I think I might have even mentioned this on the show before, but I must have. Was that one where you like busted in the final moment where they didn't want you to open the door? Yeah. It was like that. We we probably already talked about this. Yeah. But they like, they were like, you can't leave. Yeah. legendary <laughs> legendary mcdonald's moment yeah because they were it was chaos in the mcdonald's and so many people are trying to get in and they're like if you open the door they're gonna get in and they're like you can't leave and i was like i'm going to leave uh so i had that experience but hey yeah hey, you think you should leave but mcdonald's said to you i think you shouldn't leave wow incredible you heard of, you heard of panic at the disco but in this case it was chaos at the mcdonald's sure uh just two so, little jokes i thought of while you were talking so i think discos and mcdonald's the mcdonald's is the disco of of the modern era yeah uh, you know for me i'm just really worried though because you know if enough people do get stabbed in the mcdonald's there's like a threshold you hit where they start to think about closing it down and it already happened with another coffee shop uh in in the area called phil's and you know i I, I got people got stabbed in there i guess uh and and it just closed up shop it's all gone so it's like i'm losing i'm i'm losing my things and i'm just asking that for people if they're gonna stab just keep it outside see this is how dc has changed since i was a kid and i lived there yeah because because McDonald's should be the, th- the should be the safe zone. It should be a non PVP area. Okay, so you and I actually have different thoughts on this. Which is oh, hey, like, McDonald's was, should be the PVP area. Well, no, so when I was a kid, like I remember when I was in high school, there was steak and egg diner near my high school, and there were multiple violent crimes that happened there, and also many health code violations that were documented by, you know, the people in charge. And they never like it never even we never even like thought they were going to close. It was always just like they'll have to be like they'll have to pass an inspection so they won't be open for two weeks. And then they'll come back. And they'll be fine. Or like police are going to be there for a couple of days. We won't be able to get diner food for a couple of days and we'll go back and be fine. Like the idea of something closing over like, you know, crime reasons uh, is like that's like a, a relatively new phenomenon. Oh, so you think that the businesses have gone soft? Yeah, exactly. I think the businesses are soft millennials. They need to get more mm-hmm. hard-edged baby boomer ethos attached to them. Yeah, they're all taking their freaking Harry Potter quizzes and fretting about their consumer choices. Yeah, exactly. They're- when they should be fucking standing up for what's right, which is, you know, a, a McDouble on the dollar menu. I, I don't know. I, I, you know. They should be standing up for the offset Cardi B meal. Yeah, they should be because that's love. Or maybe the offset Cardi B meal is what's, is what's driving people to stabbing. Maybe Perhaps. they should 
Maybe people are stabbing because they haven't brought back the two for five filet of fish deal. There's probably uh, there's probably you know much like Occupy Wall Street, uh, various demands from the stabbers. <laughs> yeah, a lot of different voices uh, in the in the operation, and not a lot of people wanting to pass the conch to the next either. Yeah, God, really, not, not, not a lot of uh, affirmative sla- uh, snaps. Um, you know. So anyways, McDonald's is really important, important to me. It's important to, uh, it's important to uh, American politics, apparently. Um, <laughs> I, I, so, you know, if, if, if McDonald's can revive Trump's presidential campaign, well, it could probably do a whole lot for you in your own life. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's I don't know. People just need to take a stand for what they believe in and not close these. McDonald's. It feels just like, like a church to me. And it feels like a church that's being overrun by bandits. And I'm a man, just a citizen trying to mind my own, but I'm about to snap and I'm about to run all of these in. bandits out of town. You got to put on a cowboy hat. You got to put on some boots and spurs and walk into that McDonald's and say, now look here. I've been eating at this <laughs> McDonald's for about three months now. And I just, I had it up to here. I don't mind the stabbings, but if them stabbings, <laughs> is gonna, but if them stabbings is gonna close this McDonald's, then the stabbing has to stop, and I ask y'all to take it outside. Yes, exactly. And and here's the thing: is you know, if I mean, if people are getting stabbed in there, you know, the employees they're nervous. They're not. The food isn't as good. You can taste the fear in the food. Right. It's like what um, I'm trying to say. It's, it's like, like you, it's, if you put a lobster into boiling water the wrong way you can taste it because it's its body ejects cortisol into its muscles and it's not as tender the employees are injecting cortisol out of their pores into, into my fries into my <laughs> mcflurries they're so scared that they're that they're that their neurotransmitters are just leaking out and tripping right into the they're tripping and who wouldn't it's not it's not this is not against them at all i'm this is a defense of them uh in the sense that no one should have to work in that kind of environment i think that mcdonald's if they really believe that you know and if they believe in the golden arches then they should pay for security guards at every mcdonald's um they should get the robot dogs um in there and there should just there should be make Mick pups roaming the aisles uh and yeah just fucking just just eviscerating the freaking stabbers and then you know while they're while they're eating the remains of whoever was bad in the mcdonald's you go about your day it's great yeah, I mean, then, you know, you let the dogs just feast on the fallen bodies and you just step over that and you enjoy <laughs> you, two, yeah. f- two fish fillets, a McDouble and a large Coke and maybe an apple pie if you're extra hungry. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't they haven't said that the dogs are like can eat the bodies yet, but you got to think that there's some test model out there where they're also the cleanup crew, right? Yeah, I mean, it. there's why would the whole thing is about, you know getting you know getting people off like making people not like not have to be paid right like reduce the number of jobs that we yeah, 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 yeah. get paid they so, be like, the janitors yeah you know? why would you why would you build a robot dog that kills people on behalf of the state if the state then also has to pay for people to come clean it up so like, can I, so wait is it against the law for then me to have a robot dog 
sort of my own defense dog. So I think if, if it I, kills someone, you will get in trouble. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But what if my dog kills the uh, their dog? It's like a, just a dog v dog. Like you know, like oh, the dog's coming for me. Like I'm stabbing someone, and then my defense dog appears. So, so I think so. Two things about that. You, One, you do, oh, you kill the. It's sort of pol- it's it's police property or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Three things. One is it's police property. Two is we all know dog fighting is wrong. Look what happened to Michael Vick. You'll get in big trouble. Yeah, but this is the first time that it could be used to protect the left. Well, that's true. And that's important. But I think we're skipping over the third thing, which is that this happens in the context where you're stabbing a guy. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. By your own admission. I think you might get, I think that might be the thing that gets the heat on you. I think they might skip right past the dog. And go straight <laughs> and say, like, like, they're like, yes, the robot topic. That is a problem. We have like a bigger thing to talk about, actually. So we should get straight to that instead. Um, speaking of getting straight to stuff, a thing that we've never once done on this show. Um, what do you been, what do you been playing lately, bro? Oh, a video game section. Um, hmm. What have I been playing? Overwatch 2. Uh I'm in, I'm gold rank now. So you've been mentioning this a lot in the chat with me and producer Haley. Shouts out to producer Haley, the protagonist of the show. Um, it, it seems like Overwatch 2 is where friends are made. Yeah, it is. It is. It's where friends are made. And, you know, the, it's also the, a place where sometimes friends are lost. <laughs> Okay. They, come, they come and they go. Like for instance, you know, we've been I've been in a group chat with people uh and uh, you know, t- two people who won't go named Pennington. One of them, yeah, Pennington <laughs> and then uh another gentleman from his own personal life that I actually never met but they know they know themselves in real life. Well, what after a few games one of them left the group chat very Whoa. unceremoniously. Uh very unceremoniously. Um, so there's that kind of drama, but then, yeah, like, um, I, I, w- when you're winning with people and you're working together with strangers on a team, it's, it's often more likely that you're going to get a friend request afterwards. Um, especially playing on PC and if the higher levels you go, more and more people are on microphones because you want to talk to each other. Um, so yeah, I just, um, as someone with no real friends anymore, it's it's um it's great. I highly recommend it. I think this could really solve a lot of crises. You know, we have the single the, the single male crisis. We have the single female crisis. We have the um, friendship crisis. We have the friendship crisis. Over forty nine percent of millennials identify as having no close friends. Yeah, and I, and that's and that's almost everyone now. And uh, what is well, it's forty nine percent of everyone, <laughs> and that's. <laughs> That's basically everyone. And Damn, you're do- doing the Scott Adams thing. <laughs> well, I'm doing well. I'm 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 only a view. I'm viewing it from sort of a Thanos angle, right? Oh, so yeah, sure. Yeah, you're rid of half of them. The other half that's left has no friends. <laughs> yeah, sure. Exactly. Oh. That's all of the uh, yeah. Because the problem is there's too many there's too many options. What? <laughs> why is everyone so lonely, Lux? Let's solve it. Um. Yeah. I mean. I just think that like people are pretty busy. Overworked, that, over overworked and maybe too many dreams. Overworked, too many dreams. Cause that's how I feel. Yeah. I think that's where it's at. I think it's like, and like, we don't, there's like, it used to just sort of be that like, if you, I mean, I'd hate to be like all boomery phones are fucked up thing, but like to a certain degree, that's true where it's like, 
it used to be that if you went to go get like a sandwich at your local like 50s version of subway a you'd be in line for a lot longer because things just worked slower because that's just the way things go and in line you wouldn't be able to do anything except for talk to people around you right like you couldn't like bring a newspaper in line you could bring a book but like no one read books at the time so you just like stand around this line waiting for your sandwich artist like craft you an italian meat sub and people around you be like, well, how's it go? What are you? Oh, I see you're wearing a, a blue shirt. That's pretty weird. I get this it. Time of year. You go, you're outside. Well, it's not just going outside, but it's just like going outside without having other stuff to do when you're outside. I'm like, the same ta- inside you're playing talking video to games. people about uh, what was that a ham? Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what kind of sandwich? Oh, a turkey with Swiss. Okay. I just think that, like, you know, when we everyone can just be on their phones when they're in line, it's not you, you, that's a con, like, we spend so much time in line in public spaces, but now those like, public yeah. spaces are like mm-hmm. we just like, like I'm just checking Twitter. I'm I'm airdropping nudes. I'm airdropping nudes, and that's just that's my attempt to make contact, to make connections, just to make any kind of human feeling happen again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, hmm. I'm just, I'm airdropping nudes of um of of my of me at the park. I, uh, yeah, they're but they but they are deep fakes. <laughs> yeah, no, someone made a deep fake of me. New no, to they're the, you. You made them. Yeah, I made deep fakes of myself new to the park. Well, I was trying to pass off. I was trying to pass the buck. But yeah, I deep faked <laughs> myself new to the park, and I should send screen. I airdrop screen caps to strangers in line at Subway. That whole drama really came and went. I haven't heard anything about that lately. Yeah, well, I mean, people are talking about the legal implications of it in various spots, but it is less pertinent now uh i mean it's just like you know it's like there i think we we live in like it actually would have been i feel like it might have actually been i've been thinking more about this might have been bigger during like the myspace era or something i don't know it just feels like people are like oh that's a fun filter for a week yeah i almost think that like we live in a time and i hate this like people can only think about one thing at a time kind of way of talking about problems but there's a degree where it's like there are so many problems that unless your problem is like causing something right now, this minute, everyone's like, all right, we'll get to the other stuff later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like everyone's like, okay, I know that like deep fake porn and privacy invasion is bad, but like there's yeah, an oil yeah, yeah, spill yeah. in East Palestine. Right. What's going right. on with this balloon? And, and they're, and they're aware of it now too. Cause they're like, like they're like, Oh, we shot down three UFOs. We're never going to find the debris. And if we just stop talking about that three days later, people are going to completely forget. And it was, yeah, and like, they were right. And there were nine other right. crazy things will happen. Yeah. But it's just like, it's, it, it, it is kind of fascinating to sort of, I think that the people up top have realized that and are starting to use it as a strategy. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, like the, like a, uh, the classic propaganda technique of fire hosing which is just like putting out a bunch of various conflicting data. So people like don't really know how to deal with anything uh, is like a long documented process. And now it's like, you don't even have to have like a concerted propaganda arm to do that. Cause there's so many things are happening all the time that like the world just does it for you. So that was loneliness and that was loneliness and it has, and it hath been solved by overwatch 2 yeah i think overwatch 2 is pretty good um that's pretty solid uh i don't know uh you got anything before we talk about well, uh something else well yeah so actually something you mentioned remind me of something which is that like i've been dealing with co-op gaming drama 
this past week. Bring it on. I, this is what, this is, this is, this is what I'm, I'm let's go. So as you know, and I think I talked on the show before I play this game, Barrow Trauma, which is a, a co-op submarine game with my friends. Yeah. Where everyone has to play a part in the submarine and things have been getting pretty tense on the submarine. Okay. Um, our captain keeps freaking out and killing people. Mm, like um, killing other players. Yep. And um, then what happens? And then they're dead until we reach our next destination, which can sometimes be like an hour. Wow. Um, are uh, so you just you have to, you just have to sit there. I'd actually kind of like that. I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> no, I um, it's it doesn't bother me so much as much as everyone else a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, our engineer uh has started uh whenever he gets mad at someone welding them into the room that they're in and refusing to let them out um there was a lot of screaming about statues on the last episode on the last game okay, we played. all right this is all the details why is this happening because i think that why is the group fracturing I, there is the game is too tense and i think sure that uh, I think it's one of those things where like everyone wants to succeed and they've forgotten the fact that we're playing a game to goof around. Mm. And so when someone is like, uh, oh, I've, oh, I need to get these statues and someone else is like, I'll help. And they're like, don't move the statue. And they start yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. They don't want to help the team. Um, but it's tearing friendships apart. Like people are fully in the discord DMS like, oh, I'm so annoyed at this guy for this thing. Hmm. Um, we're even like yelling at each other on the sub and it's really like i've never we there should be some sort of uh group therapy for 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 ga- gaming co-ops because you know this problem happens all the time how do we how do we keep how do we keep groups together for the kids yeah. i mean that's that's the question i mean yeah right because you're you're absolutely right like the trickle down of this is like what about kids playing co-op games are they screaming at each other and calling each other uh rude names you know, I think so. I think I've, I've definitely have been called rude names. Um, yeah, so how do we fix that? Is it is it group therapy? Well, I'm seeing. I mean, I think yeah. I think that would be kind of cool. I think it's an un. I think it's an untapped market. Certainly, if there's any therapist listening, I think there's a lot of game gamer squads that could use one. I think it would be great for esports teams, actually. I think, I think esports if, teams do have some of that. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah, they probably have a whole. You know, the esports players—they're like horses. They're very fragile. They need specialists to sort and of. They, and if they get hurt, if they like hurt their hands, they get killed. They're—it's like they're like hooves, and they're and, they get, and they and they are put down right there in the arena. They, put, if, they get put down. They get turned into glue. That's yeah, it's true. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of good Overwatch esports players got turned into glue when they shut down Overwatch League. Yeah, and you know, you, I, I you was get there. Why they do it? But it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, wait. So, is the group still meeting weekly? Is is there any plans to talk about the problems? And do you guys ever, before you start a new round, do you, do you ever take account of where you're at? Maybe maybe chat about what the plan is or what some goals are. The last time there was a group discussion uh was when we realized that our captain wasn't paying anyone the money we were earning for the missions and we all yelled at him to pay us and eventually he did 
Okay, so it seems like some people are just actively like like a Dungeons and Dragons style, like working against the team. Like, well, I think people, are, I, I think in that case, pl- people role playing as being difficult, or what's going on here? I think it's, in that case, he legitimately forgot. But I do think in other cases, people are role playing as being difficult. Okay, yeah, um, and I think there's this there's this line of like it's very fun to role play a guy on a sub, but if you lean into it so far. That uh, that it becomes an inconvenience to everyone else, and maybe it isn't fun. Yes, and then you know it's you're kind of, you're uh, now I, I'm pissed that I'm not even part of the game. Yeah, exactly. I, don't be that player, folks. It's uh, it's it's actually not an interesting choice to be to be bad. Yeah, it's fun to to be playing characters and be making specific choices, but when those choices are all like Lux gets murdered. <laughs> Well, that people do seem to that one's pretty popular, but like other choices that aren't <laughs> killing me with a gun, I don't know. They don't go over. But I mean, the game's really fun. Everyone, when everyone's being chill, it fucking rocks. It's still a super fun co-op game, but it has shown me for the first time. And I think I think you probably have more experience with this than me because you played so many like MMOs and stuff. But like, it's for the first time really showing me this this idea that like people just get like a little too into it, and it becomes like, uh oh. I think that yeah, I think it's definitely something that I have to always be reminding myself. And I feel like I've gotten a lot better at is that, you know, I am trying to get better at overwatch Two. I am trying to rise the ranks. I will have gamer moments, but largely I'm trying to have a positive mood about it because it's really easy to see the contrast in a lot of other players who can be very negative or, or, or get upset easily about something. And you're like, Oh God, I don't want to be a loser like that guy. And so you, you just try to develop a more cheery attitude and it usually takes you a lot farther in terms of just personal enjoyment. And then you get to meet weirdos on a, on the, in the game who, who become your friends. Uh, even if, uh, even if they make Bennington's friend leave. Yeah, I, and 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 that's just going to happen. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think the game's in a really great state, and I would uh, I'd recommend it to people of all skill levels. Um, are are you uh, playing anything else right now? Anything? Yeah, man. Okay, I'm playing Octopath Traveler Two, baby. Okay, sure, sure. And is jury out? Is jury in? So are okay. So here's this a- thing. Here's a couple, chair. Here's a, let's put this thing in the chair. So here's a couple of things, and you can you can ask specific questions. I'll, I'll throw out a little overview for you. Um, first off, it looks incredible, beautiful mm-hmm. game, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, makes the first one look like a big pile of shit. Okay. Um, the fight the fight mechanics way improved. Um, the path powers way improved. Well, because the path powers were my big holdup. Yeah, they're they're. I don't lot, even know what you're talking about, but they're a lot more generally useful in this one. And this mechanic they've added, where you can, with a press of a button, switch it from daytime to nighttime. Sure. Um, and then your and then your powers switch along with it, is very fun. One problem with the path thing is that it's, it doesn't feel like it's balanced correctly all the time. <laughs> we used to say like sometimes there will be like if you try to rob someone and fail. Sometimes people just don't notice, but if you try to like really look at someone hard and get their deal out and you fail, people get so mad. Okay. And that's kind of weird. That's like a weird that's weird thing. But the problem is, the problem is, and there is a problem. Um, much like the first one, 
it really just feels like there's eight characters who are all playing their own game, and then there's just some other guys around. Someone said they fixed that. Why'd they say that? Well, it was, so when we and I last talked about it, I told you that it was improving, and it is improving in that you have to no, at least... I've seen people online say it, too. Well, maybe it gets better, but so far, a thing that has vexed me, and oh, how it has vexed me, is that every time you meet a new character, you like start a dialogue thing with them, right? And then it's just purely one-sided dialogue. Like they don't even give you like a couple throwaway lines to make it seem like you're talking to them and there's like a connection happening. It is just like you meet someone, they go like, Oh, you're a traveler? Turns out I'm traveling too. Well, it might be safer if we travel together. Me, I'm a wizard. I'm sure I could help you out along the way. Anyways, let's go. I wanna I wanna I wanna jump off a building. Yeah, it's really frustrating. Cause even if there were some throwaway lines in there that were just like, I'm on a little adventure and I'd be glad to have you with us. And my name's Temenos. I'm a cleric or whatever. Like would just make it feel so much more connective and so much more active. And I didn't see the difference between those two. Those two were like, if my character were saying the second things instead of just their character, like if my character said anything at all. Oh, okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Like even if they were really generic flat lines, I was confused for a second. I was like, what's what's the difference? It's the same voice. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. I I maybe didn't flag those really good. But like, yeah, like, if my character said anything at all, even super generic shit, it would feel a lot more dynamic, right? Than just a one-sided sort of monologue at me. So are you going to keep playing? Yeah, because it is still pretty fun fight-wise. And I'm, I want to give it a chance because I've also seen other people be like, this is uh, this game is better at bonding the characters together and connecting all the stuff that's happening. So I don't want to quit and then by doing so call all these people liars and charlatans and uh, creeps. That's which is my what job. Be, which, which is what I would be doing if I stopped playing it. Right. Um, so I do want to keep playing it for that reason. But, uh, my, my, you know, if it, if it falls into the second of the two Octopath traps, which is the rapid difficulty escalation such that you have to grind levels for no reason, um, if it does that too, then I'm, I'm fenced to be out. Well, especially because Like a Dragon Ishin is out. I could get it if I wanted. Yeah, I don't know. I keep I keep on trying to be interested in those games. And then I saw a little bit of the combat on someone's stream and it just looked terrible. But like I haven't seen the combat for Like a Dragon. Did it look? It just looked awful. It looked bad. So I was like, there's no way I'm spending money to like play that. Like maybe if it was on like PS Plus or something, I'd like try it. What's the what's the combat style? Is it not um, the turn based thing from? No. No, it's different. It's oh. uh, it's real time. Oh, you know I hate real time. It's but it's awkward. It looks it looks it looks broken. It looks bad. Um, I don't know. I I don't the, the that that fan base for that stuff is for Yakuza get type games or whatever this is, whatever that you describe the franchise. Those people yeah. are huh. so diehard. You can't trust a damn word they say. Yeah. I'm sure there's some good games, but like you're never going to get a, a real truth out of those people. Yeah. I mean, I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. I might check that out. Um, I got Spellforce conquest of EO, which is a very luck style game that maybe will be fun. Maybe won't be. We'll see. Spell. Um, okay. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I know, man. I, <laughs> Uh, that's why that's why i was breezing spell through force spell force uh yeah i think spell force is gonna really go the distance and we've been working on it for six years and we're ready to do spell force people <laughs> people really like spell force sure hey maybe maybe spell, this is people, the right combination of words 
People like the Spellforce series. I don't know how much people like this particular Speaking Spellforce of series. Game. Let's talk Last of Us. Oh, boom, 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 boom. I'm, a, I'm still an episode behind, but I don't care about spoilers. I mean, we know what happens in the, sh- in the show. Well, allegedly, you know, I never, I don't want to rule out the possibility of, of Craig Mazin in it. Amazing it. Yeah, exactly. He might maze it up. He might maze it up and uh, basically cut one cool plot line and focus on a boring plot line again. Damn. Like, like they did in Kansas City. Damn. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Last of Us, more like Last of My Bust. I'm all out of juice for this show. Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> um yeah i don't know uh i have i'm two episodes behind i am gonna keep watching the show but it does feel like a chore now um i did share with you when we were hanging out in person in dc it was snowing it was so Um, cool to see the snow and also griffin but also the snow wow yeah that was cool um but we were t- I was talking about my theory about how they've nerfed Joel and how that actually is bad for the story. Um, and yeah, that's really interesting if you want to explain that in, in a little more detail. Oh, yeah. So people are people like I say they nerfed Joel in the TV show and people kind of will it, their gut reaction or instant thing. Uh, what I've seen from people online is like. I roll. Oh, obviously it's a video game. Video games are going to have a way higher body count than a TV show. It actually doesn't matter. Um, and traditionally I, I would agree with you, but in this specific case of this story, I actually felt it definitely does matter because, um, what I found unique about the original last of us story in the game, uh, or found it different from a traditional zombie film or our movie, which is about how are these people going to survive a zombie thing, is that like Joel and Ellie's stories just seem to be more about Joel doing whatever he can to sort of protect this relationship and how many people he'll blow through and destroy to get what he wants and to keep what he wants. And the question never seemed to be about um, is he going to get out of this or not? Cause that was a way less interesting question than how many people is he going to murder to get what he wants? Yeah. And it's this question and we'll end something you said that, that I really reacted to when we were talking about in person is that like it, it shifts the question of the story, not away from this question of pure survival, this question of like emotional health and emotional clarity mm-hmm. where it's like, the, we're not worried that whether or not Joe can, or Joel can make it Joe. Oh, we're not whether Joel can make it because Joel's like a fucking mega killing machine. But we're worried whether Joel is going to grow in the ways that we want him to or whether he's going to like make the choices we want him to or or like become the kind of guy we hope that he can become. Um, and, and like that makes it really interesting and really con- contrasts it to other zombie stuff because so much zombie stuff is this pure question of survival. And the biggest zombie like emotional question is like, can we retain our humanity when we're fighting for survival? But this is asking like a much more specific and much more complicated set of questions. Yeah. By and like I, kind it, of making survival kind of inevitable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so the game was asking a more interesting question just through how Joel was characterized in terms of his power levels. Um, and I think that losing that will definitely change the impact that the ending has. Um, 
of this series unless they Craig Mays in it. Uh, but I would say, you know, if let's just say for um, devil's advocate for a second, that that is just like one thing, but that shouldn't like ruin like the whole show for you. And, and okay, I'll give that to you. I have a bigger complaint. These Joel and Ellie like barely talk to each other in this fucking show. Like there is so much extra bullshit in this show and I can see what happened. The people who made it played the game and they got all those moments of building that relationship in the game. So they don't feel like they're missing them now that they're doing the show. But it's like, it's like they're building out this like they're building out like the the bones of the thing, but it's got no like flesh and blood in it. Um, and it's because these two characters don't talk to each other, and it, it's really bad. <laughs> well, and it's this weird thing where like I I wouldn't characterize entirely as they don't talk to each other because the show does like set aside weird times like they read like she reads to him from the joke book or whatever. But they don't talk while they're doing stuff. And that's the part that makes me feel crazy is that the show is like they've done some stuff sort of in parallel for a while. Time out. Joel and Ellie time to talk about, you know, uh, uh, the book she found or this thing he saw or whatever, or to answer a couple of backstory questions. Time in stuff is happening. And a big part of the bonding in the game and all that stuff is that like they're going through things together and talking to each other as things are happening and reacting to stuff together in time with each other. And like that dramatizes it so much more when Ellie's like making a joke to Joel or a reference to Joel in the middle of like a fight or a conflict, or they're like having a conversation while something around them is happening because it times out from that. It just all feels very weightless. Yeah. And I, I, so I agree with that. I also don't think there's a ton of chemistry between the two leads. I think that all the chemistry is coming from Pedro. I think Bella was fine in Game of Thrones when she was like eight years old. Show me an eight-year-old that would be bad as an actor. Uh, okay. Like that is, that is, to be fair, that is like almost all the eight-year-olds. No. Hey, ch- child actors are way more pure. They're not going to – they haven't been to Juilliard yet. Um, yeah, more like Julie Lard. That's what they would say in, uh, in Mad Magazine nice yeah hey uh bring it back um je suis mad je suis alfred e newman yeah alfred e newman yep uh so yeah i don't know wait wait, what we're talking so i don't know i i maybe they do more character work in these last two episodes but i feel like all the all the additions and all the things that have been added excite the already existing fan base because they're getting more flavor and texture of a world they like but it's an inferior show because of that and it's an inferior telling of the story of joel and ellie i think that's true i also think one of my problems with the ellie performance is it feels like craig it's amazing amazing um um, so amazing yeah exactly (laughs) that's uh 
God, maybe there's some funny video edit to be done with that. Um, yeah, if I wasn't like, if I didn't aspire to do actually good work, it would be so easy to just be like a hack meme guy. Just like edit some, uh, just any, just anything, just find anything, find two things, put them together, and and enough people will be like, I remember both of those things, and now they're together. Yeah, just do like Last of Us footage with the Kanye. It's amazing behind it, and then the Craig fucking We Bought a Zoo guy is back, and he's yeah. doing the we bought a zoo meme again you're furious about this and it is well it's just one of the it's one of the worst things on on the internet and people love it and i'm i'm officially a hater yeah and that's fair it's a and that's a good and that's a good role for you you thrive in that space so amazing Um, it's it's, amazing yeah so like i feel like craig it's amazing um like is asking Bella Ramsey to kind of do like the Mormont lady, like do the girl from Game of Thrones, like character. Oh, in interesting. Interesting. Like he wants her to bring that to the table. And sometimes she does. And it feels like that makes Ellie feel dumb because now like it doesn't read as precocious when she's as old as she is. It reads as like, yeah, you're acting like a fucking adult, dude. Like you're like you look like you're almost 18. Like you, you should be kind of aware of the world around you. <laughs> I, I'm confused. I'm confused by it's, it's like I agree with that. I think it's a little off in some sort of temporal sense. Um, and but ultimately, it's not bad. It's just it's just a little bland. So it's so just like serious. Yeah, and so Pedro is kind of just like you know. I mean, it's fine, but it's not like there's incredible actors out there, and um, almost every eight year old uh it's right there I mean, once they turn nine it's throw them in the trash it's it's pretty much over for i would say all, almost all of them yeah nine um, years old out in the cold that's the hollywood listen, slogan the, listen everyone every actor you see on tv and movies and everything there they didn't they didn't get it from it's their their mom and dad is nepotism. The they're they're all the sons and daughters of the stars of the previous generation. And the only acting gig you're ever gonna get is one through eight. You can be a raw baby in a in a birth scene, and you can go all the way up to eight. And then after that, the the famous kids are taken over. Yeah. I then they time out, they call time, move on. And they say, wait hashtag, till you're hashtag an adult. move on. Hashtag move on.org. Move on.org. Yep. And then they, and then they take it and then they say, get out of here. We'll see you when you're a damn adult. I was always wondering what move on was, was, was funding. And it's good to know that it's a good cause. Yeah. Well, you know, they do switch, but that is their main thing right now. Mm-hmm. That's it's where most tell. of the funds are diverted yeah. after the fact. It's uh, to pay Hollywood casting directors to kick nine year olds off their set. Yeah. To, to round up the nine year olds and, Ship them away. No one wants to see those. Thanks to Craig. Thanks to Craig Mazin. Shouts out to Craig Mazin for just being a really great EP, really understanding the source material of Anchor.fm and um, probably just being a normal, not pervert in his, in his personal life. Probably. And also don't forget, um, uh becoming being like a really supportive really supporting like writers and the writers unions yeah we want to we we want to support a strong writer economy that never wavers so um i'm just gonna check one thing hold on check it 
Um, let's see what happens. Uh, let's see what yeah, happens. So, um, so I think you should Google if you want to know. Are, you, you're, are, we black, are we blackmailing the founder if, of Anchor.fm right now? If you right want to know about Craig Mason, are we and doing radical agenda? Craig Mason's love and support for writers. Let's, okay, and, all right. Here's his address: unions. three, four, five, eight, well, Ocean just, Avenue. Just, just Google Long Craig, Beach, California. Just Google Craig Mason Writers Union. Nine zero zero. Griffin, you do realize eight? he's not the guy. Well, look, I'm just saying he loves writers. Google Craig Mason Writers Union to learn more about that. Don't talk him, Griffin. Most people are aren't going to understand the nuances of the writer's strike and how he was attempting to, um, you know, hurt poor writers. They're going to relate to his address. Actually, if you Google it, it's pretty explicit how he was trying to hurt poor writers. No, people don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's, but it, is, is it real? Are people going to sympathize with that in, in the way that they can just sympathize with a clear <laughs> zip code and address? Whether <laughs> they can sympathize with Something knowing that, that you, <laughs> yeah, with knowing that he keeps his spare key under the fake stone in the backyard and that his bedroom's the third down the hall on the left when you go up the stairs. Something you can really wrap your hands around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Something you can really like, point well, a gun at. Something, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm putting a gun at his vacation schedule right now. Yeah. Cause it's out, cause I want to blow it out of this world by adding more time more, to it. like giving him new TV shows. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Um, I want to get, I want to, I want him to green light a TV show called the last moments of my life. <laughs> the last of Mason. <laughs> the last of Mason. Yep. That's right. Uh, it's amazing. I, I, I just, I'm going to watch, maybe I'll watch these next two and maybe I'll bada ba 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 love it. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's where I'm at right now. Well, there's only one way to find out for sure. Oh, I did want to mention this is, this is more of like a meaty, this has been a great topic to get into like in the first part of the show, but have you heard of kick the, I mean, I, there's there's so many things called kick. You're going to have to be more specific. Okay. The new streaming service. That's like the wild west of, for Twitch. Like they're, they're basically, uh, this streaming service that certain big content creators have gone to recently, like that, uh, Aiden Ross dipshit. Um, and, and a few other, like, uh, sort of like, uh, right wing guys. um, but part of the the kick, uh, I guess, promise or deal is that it's way better um, deals in terms of cut for how much money they take. They take far far less than like Twitch's fifty percent. Um, so that that's like one of the I would say good reasons why it there should be more competition in live streaming, so that Twitch has to actually become functional and not just take half your money and do nothing. Well, so I Googled kick and one of the first posts I saw has a, was, it was a Reddit post says kick now has a live feature with random people. I don't know appearing at the top of the screen. If you accidentally click the giant pictures, it connects you to them. Guessing most are selling only fans. Yeah, it is. Uh, not, yeah. Well, I, first I, I, I was giving the pros now, now here's all the cons. Um, yeah, a lot of people have been like, I guess like getting like blow jobs on the stream. People have been like, 
Like there's been like like fucking 14 year olds doing like Pornhub streams uh, where they're just scrolling through Pornhub. Uh, it's definitely a, a wild and uh, let's say free freedom of speech is, is at 11. Yeah, because so this is the same kick app I was thinking of. And I kind of remember this from the period of time when like your email or your phone number could get indexed by like weird bots, which happens now. But they were Snapchat bots and it would send you like a Snapchat thing that was like horny Veronica 55 on Snapchat or find me on kick at horny Veronica. Um, And this is the same company. This was, um, this was like a sex chat app for teens. Kick was. Yeah. Dang. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a very it's a very interesting proposition because it's like. You want there to be, I guess, more competition, but every single competition for any of these social media sites just is that. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know if it could ever be like really taken seriously by like yeah, advertisers. I mean, I mean, it's just hard because like if we were to do our fun gaming streams on there, it would be hard to compete with just like Porn. some guy, some guys getting sucked off. Yeah, I mean, we could never do something that that uh, soulful and that uh, we can that just real. Not, we just we couldn't compete with the real content creators on Kick, is what we're saying. Yeah, um, there's just we don't, there's not enough dildos going in our in our asses for that, and I'm okay with that. I've I've come to terms with that, and I'm okay with sort of being in our little niche over here. Yeah, you know, we're doing our best. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's weird. Uh, it's weird that that's keg. Yeah, it that's that's kick, but it's gotten it's gotten I guess more more publicity over the last month or two because more more streamers have been. It's funny that like hard right Nazi type politics streamers are going there to be like, look, come listen to me explain the degradation of society uh, as the as the Jews and the, and the colored folk corrupt our great Western morality. Um, and, yeah. and next to me, there's a picture of a guy, a video of a guy getting, uh, getting a guy getting ate out from both ends. Um, and some lady getting railed out in the park. <laughs> yeah, um, it does. It, it is, it is, a. I mean, listen, you see sometimes, uh, it, the night is darkest before the dawn in terms of, I don't know, maybe they're Batman. Um, but yeah, speaking of, 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 of all those things you mentioned, this was, uh, this was on kick recently. So this is the Aiden Ross guy. He's like one of the biggest young streamers right now. Uh, and this is him. Uh, this is him calling into, uh, this is him calling Nick Fuentes on kick. Let's see. I have a question for you. So Nick, tomorrow is a thing called Day of Hate. Uh, it is uh, basically a planned holiday to hate on Jews. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what the fuck is that? I don't know. I saw a lot of uh, <laughs> that funny that you called me. <laughs> I asked about that. Yeah, so there's important conversations happening. Yeah, wow. Uh, incredible stuff happening over on Kick. 
Um, it's, I, do, I do like that all these weird, like, like it, it. there's two types of young men that I've been seeing on the internet. Okay. You can either be sort of like, like, I guess like a normal, like nerd guy, like different variations of soy. You can just be kind of chilled into your thing or you can be like a Marvel guy. And then the other side are these like weird bro-y guys that are like, obsessed with the red pill and like they want to convert to islam and and they they all like are now like want like talking to nick fuentes all the time it's all it's all very confusing yeah well it's like it's a melting pot i think one of the biggest uh things that's happening in the world right now especially in america is that we have a culture that it basically is like our boys are the biggest, beefiest boys and the best boys, right? That's what our we boys? say. Our boys are our, our, our young men? Yeah, that's what our culture says. Hmm. But then it turns out that a lot of those boys, especially the ones who love the culture, are fucking nerds and wimps. Um, and there's this resentment, I think, that they have where they're like, I'm supposed to be big and strong, but I'm actually small and brittle and weak and uh, sort of feckless. And and I think that that's why you're sort of getting this weird dynamic where a bunch of dweebos are like, my thing is that I'm going to learn how to, uh, how to be a sex trafficker like Andrew Tate or whatever. Yeah, but it's not just dweebos. It's like anyone who's a bro, like the broy type of guys. Yeah, but even the bros are kind of wimpazoids. Sure, they're actually. Yeah, I mean, in the in the when they're all their shits revealed, the other wimps or whatever. But yeah, it's just it's just like a weird time to be a guy, be a dude um and maybe maybe we can come up with a third type of guy for them um yeah they need i mean just about being like us right like you know yeah we're um, incredible role models we do this show consistently pretty consistently and look like you know we we worked our way up from the bottom to be you know people who are able to have careers making content on the internet um we smoke a lot of cigarettes we smoke weed we read books we read manga this is awful don't this is i just think that's a good kind of sucks too i'm i'm bam the red pill guys aren't aren't that bad actually we're the we're (laughs) the there's the sigma males the omega males the alpha males the beta males we're like the mu males mu like like the mu two no like the friction coefficient because it's hard to get along with mm, okay yeah it makes sense that's fair oh hey we hit an hour hey we did it we made it i really didn't think we were going to do a whole hour today because you're tired uh, i i wasn't thinking about anything important this is the, the reason i did this show was so i could do my plugs for all the people here right at the end folks go to youtube.com and search chum room Got a brand new TV show. The first episode released. I don't know when this episode's coming out, but we can, I can try and get that tomorrow if anything up. It's releasing Wednesday, March first. Um, give us a subscribe. Be one of the first hundred subscribers to the new channel, and you will win a dinner with me and Mark Hamill. Um, so be, get excited about that. Uh, been working on this show for a really long time. Haven't really made any friends um but i've made myself go a little insane and i'm excited to share that all with you the first episode's got vinnie thomas vinnie thomas big on twitter 
big on this show. Um, we've also got Seth Word and, of course, Max Hawksford, my co-host. It's um, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be great. So please, Choom Room on YouTube, check that out. Check out Choom Room. Uh, I have some wrestling shows coming up. Maybe I'll plug those um, when they're closer. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Um, all right, bye, guys. Bye, everyone.